A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Pushback that I was getting, Tyo, was that People weren't reading my book or, or they weren't fans of my books, whoever wasn't, because it was too authoritative, right? And self-help as an entire category is too much in your face. Here's how to give, live a good life. Boom, that's the advice you have to take, right? And some of my best friends weren't even reading my book because they would say, I'm just not a self-help kind of guy, right? I obviously want my best friends <laughs> to read a book that I wrote, you know? So I decided to think a little bit differently. And with what I'm doing is my mind works where I'm always evaluating other things and I'm always thinking about how other people are doing things and how it's successful for them. Um, but I want to make a little bit of a tweak on it, right? So the tweak that I wanted to make was to speak a new language and really speak to a different audience, right? So there's the language of traditional self-help. There's the language of, you know, using facts and figures and statistics, that kind of self-help, that research-based. And then... The language that I wanted to speak to was storytelling, where I wanted to get people totally obsessed with the characters and the plot and the surprises and the happiness and the sadness that goes along with the story that I tell in the upcoming book. Um, but I more so wanted to hide the self-help principles throughout so that my friends could say, oh, I read this amazing book. and. Under, you know, underneath that, that thin line, they're also saying, wow, there were some really cool lessons in there that they're able to interpret for themselves. So that how you did, how you did. That was the voice of Jordan Gross. Now, as you can tell, he wrote a book about personal development from a fictionalized point of view. Now, if you like Robin Sharma, if you like, you know, Paulo Coelho from The Alchemist, you know, of The Alchemist fame or people like Mitch Album, this is definitely something that you want to check out. And even if you're someone that normally reads personal development as a nonfiction type of book or in a nonfiction way. I think you're going to absolutely enjoy this interview. I say this because it's a reminder about your self-worth, your passion, your goals, your mission in life. And these are things that we need to be intentional about. It's not something that we need to just let go by because you don't want to get to the end of your life and wonder what you could have been. Now, these are all cliche sayings, but these are cliche sayings for a reason because many of us don't apply to our lives. And I love how Jordan broke it down. You can tell that he's passionate about what he does and you can tell that it is a beautiful story that he's trying to convey in the book so i hope you enjoy the episode i hope you use it as a nice kick in the pants for you if, if, if you're if you feel like you're slacking and i hope you use it as a reminder if you feel like you're already on that journey 
all right check out his website check out the book the book is out now you can you can get the book where books are sold and i'll make sure i put that in the show notes and if you're looking to extend the conversation beyond the podcast you can reach out to him on linkedin which will also be in the show notes as always you can reach out to me anywhere you know tyroxin.com my digital home taroxin at gmail.com or anywhere on social media at tyroxin t-a-y-o-r-o-c-k-s-o-n enjoy the episode Welcome, everybody, to another episode of As Told by Nomads, and today's guest is Jordan Gross. Now, Jordan is a Northwestern and Kellogg School of Management graduate, a two-time startup founder, a TEDx speaker, and a number one best-selling author. His upcoming book, The Journey to Cloud Nine, provides a new approach to the personal development world by using fictional storytelling to reveal some of life's most meaningful principles. I'm thinking of the alchemist here. Uh, mm-hmm. Jordan, yeah. Jordan, is, Jordan has been asking hundreds of people around the world how they live their lives on cloud nine, and he can't wait to share this with all of you. Welcome to the show. Tayo, thank you so much for having me, man. I'm so grateful to be here. I know we've chatted a few times now, but to get our conversations out there for people to listen to, I think it's going to be great. So thank you again, man. Uh, the pleasure is mine. I, I was reading the the intro and I, it, it dawned on me that this has a an alchemist like feel. Yeah, and it, that's it, my favorite book. <laughs> so it, is it actually? Yeah. yeah, I have to tell you something. I haven't read The Alchemist, but my favorite book that, or it's one of my favorite books that takes on this approach. The few that there are actually is The Monk Who, Who Sold His Ferrari by Robin Sharma. Oh, Robin Sharma. And, I haven't read it. I've heard good things about it though. Oh, it's really good. But um, I'm looking at my copy right now, and the top headline, the top endorsement says, A Captivating Story That Teaches As It Delights, and it's from Paolo Coelho, author of The Alchemist. He is. So these guys are totally connected, and <laughs> this is the approach that I'm trying to take here, man. So it's, uh, it's, it's really a great journey, and uh, I'm excited to chat more about it. Well, let's talk about that for a second. When we yeah. discuss, you know, the path to, to self-enlightenment, path to journey, a lot of times it's written through a non-fiction element. Mm. Why did you approach it from a you know fictionized point of view? Yeah, so to take a few steps back, I, this is my second book. Okay. And my first book, basically I quit my corporate job in November 2017 and I said, I need to do something where I'm helping people and adding value and really growing something based off of my ideas, right? So I decided to write a book, and that I, that book was a traditional self-help book called Getting Comfy, Your Morning Guide to Daily Happiness, and I told stories, and I interviewed people, and I created this five-step morning routine to help people overcome stress and anxiety, and having no idea what I was supposed to be doing when I came out with the book, I sort of fully dove into this world of personal enlightenment, personal development, self-help. And uh, I did podcasts and interviews and talks and, and all the good stuff. Um, but still, the pushback that I was getting, Tyle, was that people weren't reading my book or, or they weren't fans of my books, whoever wasn't, because it was too authoritative, right? And self-help as an entire category is too much in your face. Here's how to give, live a good life. Boom, that's the advice you have to take, right? And some of my best friends weren't even reading my book because they would say, I'm just not a self-help kind of guy, right? I obviously want my best friends (laughs) to read a book that I wrote, you know? So I decided to think a little bit differently. And with what I'm doing is 
my mind works where I'm always evaluating other things and I'm always thinking about how other people are doing things and how it's successful for them. Um, but I want to make a little bit of a tweak on it, right? So the tweak that I wanted to make was to speak a new language and really speak to a different audience, right? So there's the language of traditional self-help. There's the language of, you know, using facts and figures and statistics, that kind of self-help, that research-based. And then the language that I wanted to speak to was storytelling, where I wanted to get people totally obsessed with the characters and the plot and the surprises and the happiness and the sadness that goes along with the story that I tell in the upcoming book. Um, but I more so wanted to hide the self-help principles throughout so that my friends could say, oh, I read this amazing book. And under, you know, underneath that, that thin line, they're also saying, wow, there were some really cool lessons in there that they're able to interpret for themselves. So that was, that's my main reasoning for why it's, it's fiction as opposed to just the traditional, you know, interview people, come up with concepts, share the concepts type of book, which are great. No, no. I mean, they are. I mean, it just depends on how how you approach them, but no, that's, I I love the strategy and you, you strike me as someone that you study a lot and then you hack ways in it. I guess you have a personal growth hack method into Mm. your into your system because talking to you even before the interview, I hear that you observe the landscape of industries you're in, you see what's working, what's not, then you apply it to yourself. Why do you think that's a great strategy to have when you want to, you know, really grow an audience? Um, So for me, without sounding like, like pompous or anything, it it really comes down to boredom and and keeping things fresh and exciting, right? So here I am only having been in this world for like a year and a half, right? But I feel like the more I listen to podcasts, the more I read books, the more I read articles, the more I research people who I love and I get into their stories, right? I start to, to pick up on the same concepts. And there are the same principles in self-help that we all know and, and like and hear all the time. And I believe the best way to expand the message and continue the conversation is by just fixing a little bit the way that you relay those principles, those concepts, whatever it is that we always hear, right? So something that I wasn't really hearing a lot about was fiction in this world of self-help. And that's, that's really what I thought I could do for myself so that I became known as, you know, the fictional personal growth guy. It's funny. I had a conversation with Daniel Pink, who yeah. has wrote a ton of best-selling books, and it was one of the greatest conversations I, I've ever had. And I, I was so fortunate to get a hold of him. Um, and basically, he he asked me, "So, what are you going to do to become the getting comfy guy? How is that going to be your top of mind? Like you've been writing and and speaking about it for nine months, but how do you continue that message, right?" And something about that phrase didn't really light me up being the getting comfy guy, the comfy guy or the morning routine guy. But what, what really did light me up was that I wanted to become like blank guy. I just didn't know what it was yet. So the cloud nine guy or the fictional storytelling, personal growth guy that appeals to me. And I hope that appeals to readers, uh, so much more moving forward. No, I, I love that so much. And uh, nothing. Another thing I wanted the audience to pick up on is not that he just studies the landscape and figure out figures out how to reverse engineer that for himself. He's also approaching thought leaders in the space and picking their oh, brains. Yeah. So mm-hmm. 
that's always a great strategy. If you're thinking of something to do, a passion you have, and you're not even sure where to start, just look at what's being done and then look at some of the leaders that are already in that field and approach them. Uh, yeah. It's very, 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 very necessary. Yeah. And people are everything. People are everything. These conversations, 15, 20, 30 minutes, if you can somehow get get your foot in the door, um, being creative with the way that you approach them and coming from authenticity and trying to add value, uh, you'll get so much more value than you can ever even imagine. So I, I'm totally on board with you if you are listening, approaching people and, and trying to, I hate the phrase, but pick their brains a little bit is, yeah. uh, is, is, it's everything. Absolutely. So let's talk about your nine clouds. So... <laughs> This book that you have, you you, you basically, I, I'm guessing the protagonist walks through nine clouds or gets through nine clouds. What are the clouds that you've seen and you noticed in our lives that we need to get through to get to our highest self? Yeah, absolutely. So you're spot on. And the, and the protagonist walks through nine different clouds in, in this visualized experience. This is where the magical realism and the fiction comes in because that's not actually the life that he lived. The life that he actually lived was not clouds, but it was these nine experiences where basically he had this decision to make and he made the choice that was based on societal expectations and what the people around him wanted and expected him to do rather than what he wanted to do, right? So walking through the clouds or actually in the book, he flies through the clouds on an airplane. Um, you're able to see that though that's what he could have lived. That's the life, his cloud life that he could have experienced. So walking through the clouds, it starts basically going through your entire life. And cloud number one is play. And whether you are five years old playing with toys or 50 years old playing with kids or playing sports, uh, play is such an important moment of our lives, of our days that we need to experience um, and having that in our lives, choosing to continue to play is so, so, so important. An experience of play that have really attained these cloud nine moments for people are like accomplishment in sport or accomplishment in, in career or things like that. So the first cloud is all about play and playfulness. Playfulness and play is something that we often forget as we grow older. Yeah. We forget about that. Okay, so yeah. play. All yeah. right. Um, Next cloud. cloud Cloud number two, camaraderie. Hmm. So in the book itself, uh, it's more so like a, a high school experience where he had to choose whether or not he was going to build this this friendship with these two twins in his class and go on a, a boating trip with him and with them and their father, uh, or he had to choose between what his mom wanted him to do, which was you know study for a summer internship, and in his real life he chooses to study rather than go on with his friends. But what he sees is that had he chosen to go on that boating trip with his friends, he would have had this rush of ecstasy, this rush of euphoria, where he would have built this lifelong relationship with these two people who he could have really experienced everything with. Um, so the overarching concept of camaraderie is that, just like we mentioned before, connecting with people, human interaction, relationships are, are everything in our lives camaraderie play and do you do you feel like in our generation we know how to build camaraderie i think some of us do some of us do not um camaraderie is not built online camaraderie is built through experience 
So that's why I really wanted to show in the book this big boating trip that they went on where they experienced, you know, a, a really difficult event that where they came out on top. And uh, that's where the camaraderie is built. It's through teamwork. It's through being face to face. I think in this day, camaraderie is viewed differently. It's, it's not, you know, you wouldn't call an online connection your, your comrade, somebody who you would, you know, go to battle with, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I think we have some work to do in that department. Yeah, no, I, I, about yourself. Yeah, I, I was asking that because of that, that's something that I've thought about. Yeah, uh, you you bring up Euphoria a lot. There's this show on HBO called Euphoria. Yeah, I haven't it's, watched yet. Have you? I have. I have. I'm a I'm a huge fan, and it's 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 really diving into this world of high school mm-hmm. and just how tough it can be for people in today's worlds when they, there is no lack of self-worth and they're finding happiness elsewhere. It's, it's very, very heavy. I would very, I would caution you to just be, you know, be very, very, be in a healthy state of mind before you watch it. It covers a lot yeah. of uh, uh, teenage uh, angst. And mm-hmm. watching that show and hearing you talk, I, I just keep wondering uh, about whether we, we've forgotten how to build relationships or whether we value relationships the way uh, we should, because, uh, you know, I'm noticing there's, there's a lot of, um, you know, um, darkness sometimes that comes with a lack Mm. of sense of self-worth. So I was just curious about your opinion on that. I know you said camaraderie. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Totally. So so play then camaraderie, camaraderie. Yeah. Yeah. How, How do we, how do we keep elevating? Yeah. So we got play cloud one camaraderie cloud two, Cloud three is love. And in your life, no matter who it is, you have to have somebody who you can share everything with, right? There has to be some sort of partner where you can experience life with. So in the book, basically, he chooses to pursue something aside from love rather than tell the person uh, that he he loves her because he's just too afraid or he expects to to you know find it later on rather than be present in the moment right so it's all it's all about love and in the stories that i've heard in interviewing people about cloud nine which is where a lot of the the books fictional stories come into play uh you know the day of a wedding is always a cloud nine moment for people or the day of an engagement is always a cloud nine moment for people so i had to incorporate love as one of those clouds that you have to experience yeah, love. Huh. Yeah. So, so your hypothesis or what you're saying, maybe it's not even a hypothesis, what you believe is that mm-hmm. we we come into this world as one, mm-hmm. but we need to find people to share it with. You know, you brought up camaraderie there, but then you're saying the next step is even to, to find someone that we love and I guess loves us back. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I totally believe that. And this by no means has anything to say against people who choose not to get married even if there are people like that there has to still be somebody out there who who you do love you know and and it can be a parent it could be a sibling it could be a friend there just has to be somebody who you fully care about more than yourself yeah because and it's such a powerful it's such a powerful emotion right mm-hmm. exactly exactly yeah. yeah you and i we we approach leadership in a different way but a lot of what I think you will agree with is what's missing in today's world. What's causing a lot of fear, ignorance, division is this lack of love, this, this, this inability or not inability. Cause we do have the ability this, this unwillingness sometimes for us to look past uh, certain things and just to, to look at the world through a, a lens of love 
as, yeah. as opposed to uh, fear. And mm. I think in the process, sometimes we forget that love is intrinsically m- a much more powerful emotion right. than, than fear. Uh, you know, fear is an easier emotion to give into. You know, it, yes. it, hate, hate, anger, all those things are the easiest. They're very reactive emotions. But with love, you have to, to your point, go through the first clouds. You have to really have this level of uh, of self awareness, uh, strong strong sense of self, good environment, and then you know you, you can feel in a healthy space. Yeah, can, can I quickly mention? So you said one of my favorite things that I think I've ever heard somebody oh. say uh, <laughs> about about this journey and the podcast host who I've talked to. You said that fear and anger, every you know all these negative emotions. That's taking the easy way out. That is so much easier than experiencing love, right? Mm-hmm. Than, exper- than experiencing joy and play and camaraderie. Um, and that is what Cloud9 is all about. In every single story that I hear, the underlying theme is that the person chose to choose the path less traveled as opposed to the one that was easier to take. So that's just something that I always want people to keep in mind is that cloud nine is it's about positivity. It's about euphoria. It's about, um, you know, these nine concepts, but at the end of the day, it's really about having the courage to make the difficult decision and take the difficult path. So I'm so, I'm so, so, so glad you brought that up and, and realized that. No, thank you. I, it's, yeah. it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's from doing the same thing you do, just observing people. And yeah, I'm sure you can say that as not a, you know, two time, uh, startup founder mm-hmm. that, you know, a lot of times you have to see something and it really involves taking a leap and involves you trusting yourself and trusting the process. Yeah. Uh, there's no guarantee there won't be scrapes, right? But right. it's still going to happen. Even when you take a gamble with love, there's no guarantee you're not going to get your heart broken, but that doesn't right. mean you should sacrifice you know, the, the potential of, of, you know, finding someone to truly cherish life with. Right. Right. And that is, yeah, it's the fear of the, the what if versus the fear of the. Life is full of what ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry and some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. What, right? You right. could you can wait your whole life and tell that person um who you or and not tell that person who you love and think what if I just would have done it or you can see what happens and if your heart gets broken you have the opportunity to learn from it it's better than going your whole life just with that regret that you never said that thing or made that connection or you know did something like that right um, that the epigraph of the book actually is a quote who I'm actually changing it now because I heard Ed Milet 
say it on a podcast, but before it was by anonymous. Um, I couldn't find anybody who could give it proper attribution online. But basically what it said is somebody once told me the definition of hell. And it's that on my last day on this earth, the person who I became the, will meet the person who I could have become. And these two people are total strangers. Mm, I have heard that before. I didn't know who yeah. quoted that. That is yeah. deep, right? It is so deep. And then why I'm changing it to Ed Milet is because he takes it one step further. And he says that the person who he, be, who he wants to become and the person who he became, they're going to be like identical twins. And that's the definition of heaven. It's chill worthy. It is chill worthy, and I'm thinking of imagery. I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a writer, and and I I like uh, thinking creatively. But you, yeah. your book is about, you know, nine clouds. Yeah, we're thinking about ascending to heaven. Yes, yeah, it's about making sure you meet your twin, and that twin is is the the actualized version of yourself. Uh, That's it, wow. man. That's wow. it. You, you the, already have to think it. I'm thinking of writing a poem already. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, man. I love that. It's funny the. The initial concept. Have you ever read any of Mitch Albom's books, like Five People You Meet in Heaven, or? I've read. Yeah, I've read one of them. Yeah. I was really, really young. Ironically, I can't remember. Yeah. what it was. It was, it was Tuesdays uh, with Maury, maybe. It was Tuesdays with Maury. There we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so he's always talking about like what, like heaven and what heaven could be like. And actually, when I came up with Cloud Nine and the concept for Cloud Nine, uh, I was telling my mom and dad about it because I was just so excited about what I what I outlined in a matter of like five hours. It was pretty crazy. And the initial idea was that the cloud nine experience where you go from cloud to cloud to cloud was actually what heaven was. And I based it off of Mitch Albom's concept of heaven in the five people you mean heaven. And it was where on each cloud in heaven, you get to relive one of your life experiences. And basically when you get to cloud nine, that cloud nine feeling would be getting to relive your life exactly as you wanted to live it the first time. So that was the initial idea. But then my dad said, hey, Jay, this is great. And I know whatever you do with this is going to work. But you already wrote your first book about like self-help and you're already kind of growing an audience. You have a platform about helping people now. So why don't you turn this into creating a heaven-like experience while you're still here on earth? So that's why it's more so about what you can do in your day-to-day life rather than waiting until heaven and God forbid, you know, that could lead people to wanting to be there, you know? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. All right. All right. Well, let's ascend then to the next Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Um, so the next one is responsibility. And the stories that are associated with this is always about having a child. And I just got off the phone with somebody uh, where we did a cloud nine interview and I asked her what her cloud nine moment was. And this was a woman who has experienced great successes in her career and she has experienced the lowest of lows and the highest of highs. And she still told me that her cloud nine moment, this inexplicable, unimaginable feeling of freeing and electrifying joy was when she held her first daughter in her arms. So responsibility is the title in which when you have a child, you are, you're, you're responsible for somebody aside from yourself. Right. And I think that's what we realize when we have children. It's that it is something that is going above and beyond our sense of self. 
And it's just like love, right? You mentioned with love, you come into this world as one person and then you, you get this other person and you're thinking of somebody more than you. That's the same thing with responsibility, right? It's about the impact that you're having on another human. That's brilliant. I love that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. So, and, uh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I just, I didn't even have anything to add. I was just yeah. really, uh, that was perfectly said. Okay. So then after that, what, what comes, what comes next? Yeah. So after that, in the book itself, the chapter is kind of split in two because there was, there was one more concept that I, I definitely wanted to get in there. Um, but I weaved it into one chapter. So it is legacy as well as benevolence. I don't want to give away any spoilers, but basically there are two Cloud9 stories that I hear all the time. Um, and I've interviewed my 90-year-old grandma before, right? So from that perspective, she tells about how her Cloud9 moment was when her first grandchild was born, which actually wasn't me. So I gave her a little crap for that. But anyway, um, uh, no, she, she says that honestly, having a sense of legacy where you know that you're your family lineage is going to move on and, and you're going to be remembered and you get to have that experience again where you're caring for a child. That's the sense of legacy that you you crave when you're later on in your life. So legacy is definitely one part of the chapter, but also something that's weaved into that chapter in the book is uh, acts of benevolence, right? So another one of my favorite Cloud9 stories that I've heard was this moment in time where a, a guy who commented on one of my LinkedIn posts, he said that he saw this little kid who didn't have any money to ride uh, one of those toy pigs in front of a grocery store. And the kid went inside and he was crying. And basically the guy went over without showing or telling anybody. He put, I think it was like a penny, honestly, into the pig and then made some sort of noise outside so that the kid would come outside and he started riding the pig. And then the guy, he didn't take any credit for it. He just sort of watched from afar and enjoyed that moment of euphoria. So that's that was just an act of benevolence, an act of altruism that um, I've heard that comes up a lot in these Cloud9 concepts. And I sort of weave that into one chapter in the book. It's really important yeah, that you bring up legacy, especially yeah. with you know when you talk about making sure that your twin is the, the person you could be. Yeah. It, I, I'm thinking about purpose. I uh, I was having a conversation with someone that was close to me yeah. earlier, and and you know he was really just depressed. Honestly, yeah. it was sad, and the reason was because he didn't know what he felt like his the meaning of his life was. Right. He didn't he didn't really understand what the purpose was, and that was playing into his sense of self worth and. You know, he would talk about how it didn't matter what people were saying about him, even if it was compliments, he just couldn't see it for himself. And it felt right. like he was just lost. There was, there was this constant anxiety. It was going back and forth because there wasn't any sense of direction. And mm. when you're saying legacy, I'm, I'm thinking about that. I wonder how many people really wake up and think about what do I want my legacy to be? Right. How am I working towards that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean... So many of us don't do that. We think it's too grandiose of a concept or we don't want to put that extra stress on us. But really, you know, living according to your purpose is what Cloud9 is all about, right? Absolutely. And I kid you not, this was one of the crazier things that happened. A lot of weird coincidences happened as I was writing this book. But one of the cooler things that, that happened was I never look up 
the root of any word like ever i'm that's I, i'm not really interested in like latin or greek um or or figuring out what where words come from but for some reason i can't tell you what it was i looked up the word ecstasy and ecstasy i found comes from the greek word ecstasis and ecstasis literally means to stand to the side of right mm. so when you live your cloud nine life you want to stand to the side of it and look at it from a third party perspective and say, am I living according to my purpose? Am I living according to the story that I want to tell? Am I living according to the legacy that I want to leave? When I picture myself as a 90, 100 year old person looking back on my life and telling my grandkids that story of what I did in my life, how closely am I living according to what that looks like? Yeah. How closely are you living to what that looks like? And also yeah. how intent, how intentional is your life? being? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. yeah. Intentionality for sure. Intentionality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, cause a lot of us live a conditioned life. Yeah. A life that we've been told to live. It's unconscious. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Hmm. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm feeling what you're, what you're dropping. So, uh, <laughs> um, what's the, what's, I know you don't want to drop into, go into spoilers. So what, what level can you get us to, uh, to ramp up uh, even the anticipation, anticipation even more? Cause it's already really good. I'm ready. I'm ready. Eager to get the book. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to it. I, I appreciate know. that. Um, I can just sort of wrap up the next, I'll give one more. That's very important because Again, I keep saying like a lot of the stories that I hear come from this one key characteristic. Yeah. So it's all about some sort of ambitious accomplishment. And a lot of the stories are in, are in careers. So it was a career change or a big award won in a career or this moment where you've worked so long for something behind the scenes and then all of a sudden it's unveiled and you get this rush of, of true ecstasy. Um, that's what I hear a lot. So that's a huge, huge, huge concept within the book. And I really think, especially with where we are in our careers, Tayo, that's a huge concept with people and in, in trying to discover their purpose. It is a lot of the time work related and, and doing something that you are, you know, fulfilled with and think has meaning in your life. Um, so it's about, you know, exploring your curiosities and, and taking a step in that direction of what you want to do with your life and what you want to accomplish. Explore your curiosities. Mm. Uh, make sure you set the, that big hairy or dashers goal. It, it, it's interesting. There's a concept I've heard. It, it's um, you want to set a goal big enough that you grow up into the person that can achieve that goal. Oof, I love that. Is that Derek yeah. Sivers or? It might be. It might be. I, I, it's, it's one of those sayings that have yeah. co-opted. Yeah, so, uh -huh, so, uh -huh. so I'm not even sure who originally said it, but yeah. it, that, that concept of setting a goal big enough that it, you know, it even scares you, excites you simultaneously, but you have to really grow in, into that person mm. is a concept that that I, I don't feel like a lot of people do. I think sometimes people set up, you know, they set, they're either intimidated by the goal to the point where they don't set it yeah. or they set uh, super small goals uh, that they can they can achieve. I'm I'm a big fan of micro goals. Yeah, I, of course. I think that's different from setting a small goal where you actually are not even yeah. thinking about the best version of yourself. So, right. Two uh, two two things I'll add to that. One, so I'm a personal trainer by morning, 
every 6 a.m. I get in, I got a couple clients, and then I go do all this stuff for the rest of the day. Um, with with my clients who just come in and say, I want to lose 15 pounds, that's not good enough, right? Mm. It's not, I want to lose 15 pounds. It's exactly what you're saying. It's, how are you going to become the person who loses 15 pounds? Yep. Right? So what we do is, is rather than, you know, we set micro goals and we want to hit targets and things like that. But it's not just I want to lose 15 pounds. It's the person who loses 15 pounds is the person who comes into the gym five days a week for one hour each day and commits to that regimen, right? So that's how you hit the micro goals. And that's how you hit the ultimate goal, right? It's yeah. by being that person rather than just having the goal, you know? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. So good. So, yeah. so good. This, and that, yeah, this, go ahead. No, this is, this is, I always get excited by interviews like this just because when we are talking about personal development, personal uh -huh. and, and just becoming the best version of yourself and really achieving whatever it is your mission and passion is, mm -hmm. it, it takes a lot of reflection and intentionality, which we brought up earlier, that a oh, lot yeah. of people don't, don't um, really um, focus on. But it's an, e it's, a, it's an easy thing to say, but it's not a simple thing to practice. Mm, right. Yeah. So right. Yeah. yeah. So you try to put it into your life as best as you can. Yeah. Um, and change your habits, change your life, right? Exactly. Exactly. And the second thing I wanted to quickly mention about, um, that concept of, of it's, it's about, you know, it's not about the ultimate goal. It's about who you're going to become to get there is uh, I was listening this morning on Oprah's super soul conversation. She had Cheryl Strayed, who mm -hmm. is, uh, the author of the book wild that got turned into the movie and Reese right. Witherspoon was nominated for an Oscar for that. But anyway, um, Cheryl Strayed said that she thinks about achieving greatness in terms of yoga. And in yoga, you're supposed, you're supposed to reach for the pose and you're supposed to look like the instructor, right? But oftentimes, the people in the class never look like the instructor. So Cheryl Strayed said that she went up to the instructor once and she said, I'm never going to look like you. I'm never going to be able to reach that pose. And the instructor told her that it's not about reaching the pose. It's about becoming the person who tries and attempts to reach for the pose, right? So in going for the goals, again, it's all about the process and enjoying the journey of who is going to get, who is going to be the person who gets you to where you want to be. It's not about being that person at the end. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Be, be the person you want to become. There's a uh, Joe Dispenza. He says, just, you know, be your future self. Sometimes yeah. you look at your future self and be that person. Yeah, um, that person is not necessarily a stranger unless you make that person a stranger. Yeah. So become that person. Yep, absolutely. Oh, okay. As well, we're we're getting ready to wrap up here, but I, I yeah, mean, I want to do I want to give the audience a little bit more insight into you. So you have yeah. run two businesses. Um, what is your mission? Yeah. So I, I love that question. I'm actually doing work on it right now with a guy named Rich Keller. It's like my mentor, best friend. Um, doing amazing things for people, finding their why. And I mentioned this before, but with, with discovering happiness and exploring euphoria and meaning and purpose and fulfillment, like obviously my mission is to help other people attain that as well. But the way in which I attain that, which I've seen through all of the stories, which I've seen in my own life, which I realize, you said that sense of awareness, 
which I realize even after conversations I have on podcasts and with clients and with anybody really, is that I am always pushing Tayo for the road less traveled and making the difficult decision. And whether that is in a relationship, in a career, in literally just a conversation, like saying the thing that's more difficult to talk about, that is what I'm always trying to get people to do, right? And uh, it comes from what I'm doing now. You know, I, I have moments of weakness on this entrepreneur, entrepreneurial journey or solopreneur writer journey of my own, where I say, maybe I just go back to the corporate life and make money and be stable and, and have that kind of life, you know? But I just ask myself the very simple question of which path is going to be more difficult for me to take and which path is going to give me a larger reward. And uh, that's this path, no matter what, 100%. It's going to be this path. Where I can inspire other people and and find this light. Um, so that's what I that's my mission is I, I want to get people in the mindset of taking the road less traveled. And my my tagline right now is that I want to see that road less traveled in bumper to bumper traffic. Oh my goodness! I want to see that road less traveled in bumper to bumper traffic. Yeah, absolutely love it. Where can people find you in this bumper to bumper traffic? <laughs> the internet. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep it really simple. Uh, I mean, first and foremost, to connect, I answer almost all my messages is LinkedIn. Just Jordan Gross on LinkedIn. Send me messages. I think my email is on there too. You could send me emails. Um, but other than that, you can find out so much about the journey to Cloud9 and everything I'm doing with that, the book, the interviews I do, my podcast that I go on um, at journeytocloud9.com. And that's all spelled out, journey, T-O, cloud, N-I-N-E.com. Um, so yeah, journey to cloud9.com. And, and please reach out to me anywhere. It's, uh, it's my pleasure to chat about these kind of things. I, I couldn't enjoy it anymore. You got it. You got it. Well, before I let you go, I, I always ask my guests this, uh, this question. And it's my mm -hmm. mission statement rephrased as a question. How do you, Jordan, use, mm -hmm. your, use your difference to make a difference? Oh, I, I think we talked a lot about this, man. But uh my difference is in the way that I think, and my difference mm -hmm. is in the way that I've always wanted to be. And I didn't even really go into this too much, but I was actually always somebody who wasn't different. And I was, I was following the traditional path. I was a great student. I was a great athlete. I did that in college. I got the normal internships or the quote unquote normal internships. And I was following the way that, that the direction that people told me to take. Um, but for me, there was always the voice in the back of my head that said, you need to stand out. You need to be different. And you, just like you said, your mission statement, you need to make that difference about you. You need to make what's different about you into a difference for other people. And that, that's exactly what I'm trying to do is I'm not trying to have people be me, but I'm have tr people trying to think the way that I do in making the tougher decisions, standing out, and ultimately living that life on cloud nine. So. Well, there you go. There you have yeah. it. Jordan Gross, ladies and gentlemen, and gender nonconformers. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to thank you for coming on the show. This has been uh, a real pleasure. And I love your approach to, to using fiction to really tell the one of the oldest stories uh, yeah. uh, in the world, which is yeah. journey to self and, yeah. and mission. Exactly, uh, <laughs> man. Well, thank, th thank you for having me so much, really. I, I'm, I'm so grateful. And this was a really wonderful conversation and I'm on cloud nine right now as well. So hey. I appreciate you. <laughs> the pleasure is mine. Good uh, luck sir. with everything you're doing too. Thank Definitely you. keep in touch. Thank you. We will. We will. All right, ladies, gentlemen, and gender nonconformers till next time, use your difference to make a difference.
You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxon.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.